I think this there's, podcast there's, has just crossed the threshold. Well. <laughs> no I think we've we hit our lowest point. I think yeah. <laughs> we're not done yet, man. Oh, no, there's another rile, is there? <laughs> no, 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 no. no I'll, I'll beat that. <laughs> that's that's just a personal challenge, now. Mental health. Mental health. Mental health. The mind is a terrible thing. This is Straight Talking Mental Health. It's your weekly podcast where we just talk shit about mental health. My name is Peter Dunn and that guy over there is... Alan Clark. Now, this week, we're straight talking money and the effects it can have on your mental health and we'll be talking to financial advisor, David Devine. So we'll chat to David shortly and if you haven't already, you can check us out on social media. We're on Twitter at STRA Talking Pod. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. You can click stmhpodcast.com and uh, as we've seen in the past... By sharing the page, sharing the podcast, by telling your story, you can help us reach more people. The more we reach, the more we can help. And speaking of which, really enjoyed the chat with Lisa last week on mm. allergies. And, I'm still uh, shook. <laughs> well, it, it's something I was going to ask you anyways. You know, after you know you digested the, mm. the conversation... Uh, did anything really pop into your head about you know people who are dealing with allergies, especially children with allergies? Yeah, but I think I think what that episode should do um, will highlight, you know, and I think Lisa touched on this. Yeah, a celiac and a, and someone with an allergy are completely different. Like, mm-hmm. you know, an allergy will kill you. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, I'm allergic. Oh, well, you get a bit of a rash, will you? And yeah, some there's some allergies, but you know, some people will literally die. Mm-hmm. And you know, they have literally it, died. Yeah, I know, I know. I know it gets the two of you wound up, but you know, you're talking about restaurants and going, "Oh no, everything, everything contains it." I'd say that's just restaurants covering their arse. Mm. I mean, I I wouldn't be able for that. Like that fear of going, Jesus, what if, what if the fucking new young lad there now, what if he fucking didn't wash his hands properly or something, and I've killed a child. You know, it's. Well, normally they'd have in their kitchen like a, an area contamination for the area, so you mm. don't you don't bring these knives or this cutlery or yeah, that yeah, bowl yeah, out of there. Yeah. This has to stay in here and it has to be cleaned every so often. Okay, mm. it does take a little bit more time, but to be honest with you, allergies are so common in this mm. country mm. that it would probably do your business the world of good yeah. to be able to People say we can go cater for this. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I was only saying it to Laura there the other day. I was, I was saying. Would it be worth maybe putting a website together of all restaurants around the country who mm. cater for people with allergies? So mm. people can have a quick look at that and see, oh, look, we're heading to Kildare when Intercounty Travel comes back. Or, yeah, you know, we're heading yeah. to Fermanagh, we're heading to Galway mm. or whatever. Mm. Here's a list of uh, restaurants. Oh, we can prepare. Mm. You mm. know, as opposed to, like, you know, there's nothing worse than saying, right, guys, come on, let's go in for a bite to eat. And then walking out going, Walk back no, in. they can't care. You know yourself, it's fucking heartbreaking. But it, yeah, it's yeah. ten times as bad for kids. But then there's yeah. the the guilt of the child whose allergy it is. Or, or the adult yeah, whose yeah, allergy yeah, it is going, yeah. I'm really sorry about it. And you shouldn't be apologetic. Mm, you should not mm. have to apologise for it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, as you can hear, it gets me wound up. But uh, I've yeah. never heard you as wound up as, as I have. Yeah. And, of course, it's understandable. Cause I love it's your, close to my heart. Your, yeah, absolutely. And it's your child's life. Yeah. yeah the, th- oh, the other thing that struck me from it was, you know, as I was listening to Lisa and she talking about all the medication Hallie took and, you know, she has to leave this one under her tongue for five minutes and, mm. you know, that because she's allergic to grass and all everything else. And I think that's an with, immunotherapy thing. So yeah, I yeah. think it should give her... What uh, what struck me was, you know, maybe what, 30 or 40 years ago, she was dead. 
you know, uh, yeah. you know, nature, nature took its course, and mm. that that person's didn't genes died, and that yeah. person didn't get to continue, and now the wonderments of it are going well. Actually, no, we can identify this. What you're allergic to, and actually, this is what we can do with that, and we yeah. can keep you alive, and we can give you some quality of life, and the science around, you know, maintaining her life. Mm. You know, when you think of everything, yeah. all the research that's had to go into, and the same for Cormac, that's had to go into giving him a quality of life that he that he won't die. Yeah, that we have absolutely, there's a yeah. pain and we can keep you alive, whereas so long ago you were dead. And then the other thing that struck me was, and then when scientists come out and say, just wear a mask. I know wearing a fucking mask. So what do you know? <laughs> yeah, how do you know? Yeah, we know fuck enough to keep you alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anto fucking told me like it's not. I was like, no, we're keeping you alive, like. Yeah. You know, and I think they should bring it as like you don't agree with science you don't get to fucking use it <laughs> give mm. me your glasses give me your phone you have no car you have no travel See you go out there maker? pick a fucking yeah. spud that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah. you're in or you're out <laughs> um, yeah yeah. well look uh, hopefully we can just raise uh, a little bit more awareness I think I think, de- I think definitely with that with that episode we'll, mm. uh, people will go oh Jesus actually yeah the next yeah. time there is someone on the airplane, no peanuts. Oh fuck, Jesus! I hope that, I hope that kid will be all right. Like absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Rather than oh fuck, can live back of fucking peanuts. Yeah, can't pay seven fucking euros for a bag of peanuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm only going to be on a plane for half an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, How will yeah. I get by without peanuts? Yeah. <laughs> but what, what is the association with peanuts and airplanes? Do you remember you used to get free peanuts on? Yeah. On air? Like fuck me! Like who came up is with it, that? I'd say it was probably the Americans. Already all the Americans always have it in the bars. You know, if you ever go to America, there was a peanuts in the bar. I Obviously think it makes that's you drink something more. That we'll, doesn't make you drink more. We'll never see that again. Like that. Yeah. That that was disgusting. <laughs> at the best of times you know that you could share all these peanuts <laughs> Lad, lads going for a piss many times drinking yeah, beer yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. not washing their hands sticking yeah. into a bowl of peanuts ah, we're, we're, definitely we're, now <laughs> that's gone I think we're definitely more germ sensitive yeah. mm. and funny enough you, you said it there a while ago about um, you know with Covid and everything uh, I don't know if I said it to you actually about uh, you were talking about uh, Bertie Candles oh, will we ever see Bertie, Bertie Candles yeah, yeah. again you know yeah. and there's uh, already a procedure in preschool when it was Quiva's birthday, because we were told that um, you bring in a candle, but she can only blow the candle on her slice of cake. There you go. So so she's not blown over um, other kids' slices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, know, will we ever go back to it? I don't know. Didn't even have candles on my cake on Sunday. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Happy birthday, dude. Yeah. What did you do for it? Uh, We just had... Just had a bit of cake and my auntie made a, made a great looking cake Ashling was there Cammy came up first time seen Cammy in a long long time James was there and my mum popped over that was it it was just it was nice you know it was yeah. nice seeing Cammy actually you know mm. that, 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 that really that really made me smile Adina video chatted from England and uh, that was that was good it was James's first time meeting Ashling and um, you know obviously you you have to be conscious of, of how to manage that and how to handle yeah, that yeah. and the same as, as I have been with Ashling and her kids and um, you know thankfully she got some cheat codes for Lego Lego superheroes game he was playing so he fucking loved her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you get to a child's heart <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was actually it was actually really nice because I said to him afterwards I, I brought Ashling back to the bus and I was like oh, well what's the thing of Ashling he goes oh I think she's great I was like Ah, Jesus! Now that's that's some ringing endorsement from from James. Like I was like, hmm, I don't know. 
that's all I was expecting like you know so for him for him to say that was was, was nice you know yeah ah that's lovely yeah because normally the response you get is huh what yeah yeah, yeah good uh, yeah. You know, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every parent knows yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, do birthdays mean a lot to you by the way like do you, do you know yeah. do you really celebrate them or is it kind of like one of those uh, like I know people who you know every year and uh, it's, it's obviously their thing mm, they'll they'll mm. take a day off work and they'll yeah. treat themselves which yeah. I do think is a nice thing you know I to do, be able yeah, to kind of yeah, treat yeah. yourself but like me it's just birthday ah yeah go to work usual same old same old mm, and mm. that's it yeah no and ordinarily I'd be like that uh, I have to say Ashling went Jesus she went above and beyond like you know presents she bought and I was like fucking hell like, but everything was so considered mm. you know like she's a bottle of Creed after shave and it was the wrong one I told her the wrong one I was like, oh, oh no yeah 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 um, bottle of champagne and uh, not even a normal bottle of fucking champagne. It was a vintage bottle of Moe and uh, Moe. Yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. you with your Moe. Yeah, yeah, look, you fancy you. yourself, huh? Yeah, well, she bought it. <laughs> she bought it. Cutthroat oh, razor because she seen me looking at one in the chemist before. Straight, straight blade razor, and you know everything was considered. Every everything sent a message of. You know, I'm thinking of you. I, I put some thought into this and mm, Ralph Lauren T-shirt because. You know, I wore a Ralph Lauren top, I think, the first time and, you know, things like that. So to have that, I was like, Jesus, you know, that's 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 really nice. Like, you know, really. Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren? Ralph Lauren, yeah. Ralph yeah. Lauren. Huh? Yeah, that's what yeah. you, she got them in the markets and. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Spelled Lauren. wrong. There you go. And there's a Ralph six, with an F. <laughs> there's a six pack of Ginnis and Hanukkah <laughs> as well to go with that. <laughs> you go, boss. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, nice. But that that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Lovely stuff. And. Another year older, another lockdown. Another year, second one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we, did we have a bit of correspondence? I think we did. We did. Yeah. yeah. We had a couple. Yeah. Let me get them for you here. Good stuff. So um, we had Dean get in contact. Remember last week I said I was stopped when I went down the road? Oh, I yes. Like, I yes. felt like Clooney, yeah. Hey, guys, Dean here. I've been meaning to drop a message for a long time. Love the show. You put out real honest topics that people are afraid to talk about. You help them sound more normal and highlight to people. It's great to talk. You read my message out for New Year's Smiles. I left a toxic relationship late last year. I remember that. And I've been happier, better self because of it. Good stuff, Dean. Happy oh, to yeah. hear that. I listen to your podcast every Tuesday morning while out walking my dog. Yes, Alan, it was me to stop to tell you I was listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Clooney has nothing on you, local celeb. Fair play to you for discussing your autistic diagnosis too. I really look forward to an episode on that subject. You can tell Nikki, my brother, Tom Cruise only wishes he was as cool as himself. <laughs> <laughs> for someone who has always struggled with my mental health, your podcast is such a boost and an informative chat every week. Uh, I could easily be in the snook in Cunningham's with the lads having the chats and bants. It's great hearing all the feedback you get and people who are you are reaching. I've shared your page numerous times and people messaging me for details of your podcast. So I'm glad to spread your podcast around because oh, I know oh. what good it can do. You really do deserve great praise for your show. It's it's done off your own back, off your own time, and you're reaching a lot of people. Keep up the great work. I know Michelle very well. That'll be Michelle McGuire that'll be coming on. And can't wait for her to join too. Any chance of a good man come back? <laughs> Uh, no we're too lazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something for the future maybe when the restrictions evolve how about a comedians and cars getting coffee style episode it would be class that'd be cool 
that would be class yeah. if we could come up with some sort of concept around that again mm-hmm. great job and thank you for your podcast can't wait for many more great episodes ah, cheers Dean that's fantastic thank and you so much and he has a nice Tolkien quote at the end not all those who wander are lost fair play Dean wow. thanks very much sorry I didn't recognise you I was like what? I said I remember last week I was like oh, yeah, what context? Yeah. Oh, what context I don't know who it is <laughs> I was like ah, oh, that's who it was <laughs> so that was Dean oh, yeah. Yeah, Paul Paul got in contact as well sorry just go back there you know you yeah. were talking about comedians and cars kind of silence mm. it's a good idea Dean I was actually thinking because it's so nice out today will I record a podcast in the garden and then I thought, no, oh, I'll sound like a prick, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Neighbours out Hi trying guys, to enjoy in. her yeah, coffee yeah. and me, they're going, no, we are straight talking mental health and uh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. No. And all, all you hear in the background is, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm after standing fucking dog shite again. <laughs> no, 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 from one the neighbors. Of, no one of my neighbours is, Alexa, Alexa, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Alexa. Yes, because Alexa knows what the shut the fuck up means, you Jesus stupid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so in, inside is best today. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, fair play to Dean. Yeah. yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Sorry, thanks go on there. Paul got in touch. Yeah, Paul, Paul got in touch. After listening to last week's episode and some of this week's, I listened to the rest later. I've noticed some other similarities between myself and Alan's ongoing autism story. Mm. There's an awful lot of the things he talks about that resonate with me. As has happened a lot during the few months I've been listening to your great weekly content. I don't want to sound like a crazy stalker who sees similarities in people I admire simply to feel closer to them. Much of what Alan has said over the 40 plus episodes has influenced the way I think and helped an awful lot. When I was near suicidal a few months ago, it was his reasoning of do you want do you actually want to die or do you just want the pain to stop? And talking about the possible PTSD effect on the driver if I'd walked in front of a train. Also saying that suicide doesn't end the pain, it just passes it on. This helped me at a very bad time and I'll always be grateful to you both Alan and Peter I've used many of your rationales and advice with my own clients as a personal trainer and that's helped them too a few of my clients struggle with their mental health as many of us have over the last 12 months fucking right and it really helps knowing what to say and what advice to give when things are tough in their lives going back to Alan's autism story I too have wondered since my late 30s if I may have my last burgers I've never been diagnosed and probably should, but as Alan said, it may be beneficial to know for certain. It may help to make sense of a lot of things from my past, why I react to things in certain ways, why I can suddenly shut down in certain situations, the anxiety and and depression, occasional lack of empathy with people from my past, and also how I deal with some things. I also struggle to make eye contact with people when I'm talking or have to really concentrate on it to be able to do so. I do that. I have a catch-up session with my counsellor next month, so I'll mention it to him and see if you can recommend anywhere properly to get properly diagnosed. As has been said, if you have to question whether you're autistic, then you probably are. Neurotypical people don't tend to question it. I'm really happy to say that this is this. I like this but I'm really happy to say that right now things are good for me, and a big part of that is your podcast and what you've taught me. I've started my new job at the gym, and I love it. The staff are fantastic, and I'm busy again. The hours are long, and I need to reduce them soon to avoid burnout. But being aware of this and how to properly manage my mental health is a huge asset. The guys at work seem to think I'm a really chilled out guy. I doubt I'd have thought that if they met me a year ago. Again, that's down to my therapy and you guys. Thank you again. You're helping so many people. Please keep going. Paul, all the best. That's wonderful. Yeah. The one thing occurred to me there, Paul, is that you're going to come out of lockdown a better person. (laughs) A lot of people are going to come out of lockdown not so good. Yeah. But yeah. you sound like you're on the right road. Fair play to you. 
Mm. And look, it's an honour to be able to help people like that, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, just yeah. like we're not we're not driven by money. We, you know, we don't charge <laughs> anybody to listen to this, and <laughs> you know, we're we're not a company or anything. We're just mm. people trying to reach out to people. That's all, mm. you know. Mm. And that's uh, that's that's our goal, you know. The likes of Paul yeah. is our goal, you know. Yeah, it's it's zero cost to people. So you mm-hmm. know, this way, we all we ask for is a share or a like or a comment or mm. you know that helps help more somebody. people to see it. You know mm-hmm. that's that's it. That's 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 all we want. The yeah. feedback is is fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. to hear stuff like that. Mm. Brilliant. Again, if you want to get in touch, you can email hello at stmhpodcast.com or you can get us through the social channels. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram as well. So you can get us on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So later on, we're going to be talking to David Devine about money, and money is a huge hindrance to your mental health yeah. can it help your yeah. mental health it can hinder it but uh, is, is it something you see a lot in your practice Alan um, yes and no uh, I suppose in two different in two different senses obviously money is always stressful like I gave the example mm-hmm. before that you know if, if you come out and you've got a flat tyre um, and or the car is broken and you have the money to fix it it's an inconvenience mm-hmm. when you don't have the money it's fucking stress yeah you know, and now where you're going to have to miss work because of that, and now you're down a day's pay that you would have needed to fix the car, and that's more stressful. And mm-hmm. you know, so money is a huge thing. And then the other side of the other side of that then is people that can't come to me because they can't afford to pay for it, and mm-hmm. usually they're the people that that need it the most. And you know, and to work with that, I offer a sliding scale. Um, but the majority of people, you know, they're probably suffering in silence, mm-hmm. or they're waiting on for fucking months to be for their GP to refer them for for uh, public counselling and stuff like that right um, okay so money money can be an impediment to coming in to see me mm. getting your mental getting sorted getting your mental health sorted yeah um, so what money gives us and what the absence of money does for us is 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 massive yeah you know and whether that's attitudes we've learned from our parents from our families um, what their attitude to money was, you know, if we've absorbed that, there's a huge, huge because what money gives us, money gives us, money gives us freedom. Well, let's break down the fundamentals of money. It feeds yeah. you, you know, it shelters you, yeah, it protects you, it protects your kids, it feeds mm. your kids, you know, your family. Then you know you go up another level as well. It allows you when you can socialize with friends, go on holidays. Mm. have these things to look forward to you know it clothes you it, yeah. it, it keeps you warm you know it, it's it's everything in a way mm. it, it, it's you know it's it's, it's the lifeblood effectively yeah. so you can understand how people would get so upset over not being able to save money mm. uh, not having it you know I've, I've um, been there man I've been there mm. I've been in that position you know, uh, people are made redundant as well. Yeah. You know, you're you're cutting off their their umbilical cord effectively. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it is scary. You know, and I'm looking forward to chatting to David and just seeing what mm-hmm. advice he has around it. You know, so if you are struggling at the moment, there's things you want answered or whatever. We're going to put the questions to David very soon, and uh, he'll uh, he'll give us more, and I'll, he'll tell us more about the role as well, yeah, of a yeah. financial advisor as well, and what it's like. Ever been him. broke? Have you ever been broke? More so when I was younger. Mm. you know when probably when I was an adult living at home 
and you're just looking for now again there was no I never had to go back to the bank and say I can't afford the mortgage or mm, go to credit mm, union and say I mm. can't afford the, the car loan or whatever mm. but I've just been more kind of ah can't go out this weekend because I've no money Bro, that's not that's not broke, man. No, no, <laughs> that's that's white people poor. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about fucking Big L. I no. was poor. Wasn't poor. I was poor. I couldn't afford the OR. I love that line. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that line. Brilliant. Yeah, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, th- there was another. There was another line of his as well. Was it the Devil's Son? Big. L? By the way, we're talking about rapper Big L. Big L. Uh, he's Big dead. L. About, he's dead. About Twenty-two years. Is, Jesus. But he, he, was, he was so brilliant, uh, an mm. incredible rapper. But he had a, a line that kind of went, um, guy once broke into my house and I robbed him or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just acting. You could take a really simple concept and yeah. just make it brilliant, you know. Who was it? Who was the comedian that had it? Man, if someone robbed me, he'd be only practicing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fucking stressful, man. I've I've been broke, broke. I've been fucking broke, broke. What's that like? Yeah, it's fucking it's horrendous, like. Um, and and look, part of that being my own, you know, partly my own fault, and you know, handed, you know, and the attitude was, you know, I worked. There's my bank card. That's it. Mm. That that was all I knew about it, like you know, and it's like that. You're literally living fucking week to week, you know, mm. robbing Peter to pay Paul, and um, you know, it's horrendously stressful, avoiding fucking phone calls from banks, you know, things like this. It's just and Dave, Dave will have some good advice around this sort of stuff, but uh, yeah, oh, hugely stressful, hugely stressful, and, and of course you're stressed, then you're more likely to get sick. Yeah, you know, it's, your defenses are down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The immune system is compromised. Mm-hmm. It just all perpetuates itself. That you know, and this is what this is what happens with money. Mm. And do you mind me asking, were you were you overspending on something, or was it just you couldn't keep up with? Yeah, it was my own fault. I I suppose I probably gave up my own financial independence in it. Um, you know, I kept I kept no money for myself, and um, probably poor poor. Uh, money management on on the other individuals, but as I said, I hold my hands up and go. Well, I probably should have took some uh, responsibility around around mm. my own finances within that then as well. Like, um, and which well, you learn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, but oh, like, and when you get when you get in debt, it takes so long to get over. Mm. Like it's Jesus, it's uh, it's horrendous. Like the the, the struggle, but I. You know, then once, you know, once that relationship broke up and, um, you know, I just fucking scrambled and I cut my cloth and I, you know, I got it all paid back and, you know, just, yeah, just fucking scrambled, scrambled, mm. scrambled to try and manage it to pay back credit cards and the fucking interest and then all you're paying is the interest yeah. and, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's, 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 it's horrendous stuff. Mm-hmm. Thankfully now. You know, I've worked, and even even when I was putting myself through college, you know, on a three day week, and you know, like, I remember times it's like, oh well, I'll I'll park in that car park down there, and I'll walk up because that one's free. Mm. You know, thing things like that. Of you know those, that five, six, seven, eight euros, you know, would be better better spent somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A real yeah. micromanage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's mm. that's that's what I had to do. To, that's what you had to do, to right? Make yeah. it happen. Yeah. yeah. And, Short term pain for long term gain. Mm. 
Yeah. Look, anyone else in that situation, stay tuned. We'll chat to David very soon. Yeah, so yeah. If anyone else has been in that position, let us know. Yeah, yeah true love, indeed. Love to hear your story around us. Get in touch. Yeah. Um, Any smiles or riles? <laughs> yeah, around, uh, around me, Bertha, the smiles. So Ashley came up. This is her first time I was up here and it brought her, brought her back and um, kidnapped her. <laughs> kidnapped her down to Galair. And a lo- lovely weekend, but uh, I don't know how it came out, but we were having a chat anyway, and she said something about, uh, oh, we've seen a trailer for a film. She's like, oh, did you see the trailer for the Mortal Kombat movie? I was like, just didn't know. Well, she's, she loves horror stuff. I was like, no. And what is that? And that looks like big stupid fun. And then we got talking about Mortal Kombat, the game. I was like, I didn't know you'd play that. She goes, oh, I love that game. And I like, hang on. Went on to the PlayStation. PlayStation now. Oh, there's the old one. We can play the old one together. And then it's like, oh, I said, well, if I get the new one, will you play it? It's like, yeah. So I went on, went on to PlayStation Store, bought the, bought the latest Mortal Kombat. I, if, if you've seen Ashing, Ashing is this very, you know, she's very beautiful, very slim, very, very sweet looking. Fuck me, that went out the window when she got that fucking joypod, man. <laughs> Holy fuck. The name she didn't fucking call me. <laughs> like, Where did this competitive streak come from? What the fuck? Oh, you fucking dickhead. Oh, do, 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 do. And she's just, just button bashing, like. And of course, she's fucking winning, like. But by Jesus. But, you know, I think it was on the Sunday. You know, and we'd actually, it was the longest we'd, we'd, longest time we got to, uh, what, got to be together. And, you know, we'd had four days. And I was like, you know, what was, what was your favourite thing from the last few days? She was like, playing Mortal Kombat. I was like, mm. I was the same. It was yeah. fucking great crack. Um, but, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the switch. I swear to God, man. This is, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking at her going, Jesus Christ. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> she used to introduce me today before she'd be telling people or cousin or something like, oh, you know, and he curses a lot, but don't worry about that. Like, I'm like, you are in fucking no position to talk. <laughs> 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 so I have to say, that was, that was, that was class. It's a great way to bond, actually, isn't it? It was, yeah. yeah like, just nice. that for a few hours, like, and it's good mm. and it's competitive and, you know, and you're like, oh, you little fucker, oh, get off, get off, get off. That's <laughs> you know, just, it, it, was, it was actually brilliant. It was really, it was really fun. Like, um, one of the games yourself and Laura played on the PlayStation, I think the PlayStation 3, was a Hit and Run, the Simpsons game. The Simpsons was, yeah. Uh, we yeah. played it from the start, but geez, we spent hours playing it. And I remember it called up to me dad one day, and there was a level we couldn't get past because there was some, I don't know, there was a fucking giant. Oh, do you know what it was? The donut guy out of Simpsons. Do you know what Oh, him? yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, yeah. he got loose or whatever, but there was a platform in the back of his head you had to jump up on. And he was just constantly moving. You couldn't get up on it. Mm. And I was helping me dad having a cup of tea and he got a phone call. Hello? I did it! I did yeah. it! I managed to get up in the back of his head and I hit the button and he's dead. I'm on to the next Brilliant. level. Like, yes! Brilliant. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I, I have a client actually and she's in a long-term relationship and that's something that started over lockdown. You know, she hasn't been able to see her fiancé and that's what they've done they've started wow. started playing online together brilliant yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's great I have to say for anyone yeah. Yeah, it's great great crack yeah, yeah. great teamwork so, as well oh there was no fucking teamwork and there can be rounds <laughs> as well at the same time oh, just yeah, jump yeah. here jump here yeah. press on this and do this ah here oh, I yeah, do you it. keep no. doing that move you keep doing that move we'll fucking learn to block it then <laughs> <laughs> sorry well you were playing a, a game in which you beat the living daylights out of each other so you know mm-hmm. I can understand the temper alright <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was my smile. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm only given that I'm only given the uh, the royal just because it's just because it's so funny. Like 
<laughs> so we went up went up to bed that night so I was like look I'll make homemade pizza I made the dough I made everything from scratch and all this kind of thing and I forgot because it'd be so rare I do that but I think I seem to have a stomach issue around mozzarella um, it oh. just fucking kills my stomach um, and I was in bed she's like you okay and I, was, I was like oh I don't know I'm fucking stomach's not great she's like jeez that's not like you I was like yeah no I said actually I think it's I think it's mozzarella uh, and jokingly she goes well as long as you don't poop on me in the bed and I'm like ha, ha, ha. so I couldn't fucking sleep then because that's all that was in my head <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god and every time I dozed off I was having to fucking check oh my god have I shit myself in the bed <laughs> dude how old were you on Sunday 74 or 44 <laughs> 44 man but I was like but she put it in my head because now I'm like oh, I'll be grand I'll be sleeping I was like Oh, I don't know. What? What? Maybe my stomach. What if my stomach is really bad? What if I was like, oh my god! <laughs> so what the fuck, I couldn't sleep. And then when every time I did doors off, I was like, oh shit, did I? Am I? Oh, I was like, oh my god, am I okay? Am I okay? <laughs> we had a wonderful relationship till Alan shat on me. <laughs> Ruined a perfectly good sheet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, at least, at least, on my sheet. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was nice knowing you. I guess there's no coming back from that, really, is there? <laughs> no, you get back onto Tinder while you're lying there in yeah. your own feces. Although I think. I think she's like oh well no if you were sick like you were sick I was like you know I think I think if you if you shit on someone in the bed that's it you know you're with that person forever you can't ever fucking dump that person like you can't ever not be with that person like you've just you've crossed a threshold I think this there's, podcast has just crossed the threshold. Well. <laughs> no I think we've we hit our lowest point. I think yeah. <laughs> we're not done yet, man. Oh, no, there's another rile, is there? <laughs> no, 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 no. no I'll, I'll beat that. <laughs> that's that's just a personal challenge oh, now. No. So that was that was me, Royal. She put that in my head just as I was about to fall asleep, <laughs> and my unconscious was like, "Don't go fucking sleep. What if you fucking do?" I was like, shut the fuck up, man. Let me go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> then your stomach is gone. Oh, yeah. Ah, that, no. Yeah, that bad. It my other brain. I <laughs> had to get up and uh, take painkillers. The pain in my stomach was that bad. Yeah. He's like, you okay? I was like, no, I'm fucking I'm in pain. Like, mm. so no mozzarella. There you go. I think that seems to be the thing. So that's me smiles. That's me rails. Must be gone. I'm a Jew. Um, I, was in, I was in Lidl this morning. Outdoor special buys. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you get what you wanted? I kind of forgot what I went in to get. I, I remember <laughs> saying, Thursday morning, I'm going to go mm. into Little and I'm going to get. And then I stood there going, the fuck do I want? Oh, yeah, a barbecue brush. <laughs> that was it. Yep. And I, I ended up buying a, a cover for the barbecue as well. A good thick, heavy cover. Mm. And uh, I, I might some, get one of them, actually. Some, some plants while I was in there. I didn't mm. like flower boxes. Welcome to know. middle age, man. Yeah. Middle age. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but do you, you know what? Um, you took you know it what? and ran with it. I did. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of just assumed there was other things I'd buy while I was in there. So there yeah. you go. Um, cool shit. Yeah, not no. No. <laughs> well, do you know what pissed me off as well? And I think we discussed it before. When there's somebody in front of you in the queue with a big trolley, you're standing there with oh, four items. Oh, and you're like, yeah. like I'll, I'll always let people go. Always yeah, let If yeah, they have yeah. a few items in their hand, I go, right, yeah. come here. I'm still packing stuff here on the conveyor belt. You go you ahead. Go ahead oh, you know, you're sure? No oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, thanks very much. At yeah, most, yeah, it'll yeah. cost me 10 seconds. I'm yeah. all right with that, yeah. you know. But, you know, when you people, and they won't even turn around and acknowledge you. Yeah. And then... And then what gave me a smile was uh, uh, someone shouted from another checkout next over here to me, and I went, "Yes, up yours, up yours." <laughs> yeah, yeah, lovely, <laughs> love justice. Yeah, but you, do you know what I was thinking as well? Then 
do we spend more time working on our gardens than enjoying them? Yeah, how often do we go out and just sit there in the garden and go, oh, it's Saturday, nice. man. Actually, Saturday. That's exactly what I did on Saturday. I had that, have that, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a, it's a covered kind of bench thing in the garden. And I bought it last year with the specific intent of sitting out with someone and just enjoying the sun. And the sun was splitting the trees on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly what we did. We sat out on that, had the music on, two of us had a drink. And I said it, I was like, this is what I imagined for this. Like, Perfect, sitting yeah. Sitting there, just looking out, grass, the grass nicely cut. Mm-hmm. And just gone. this is nice. This is nice. Yeah. Outside of that, I'd never do it. I wouldn't do it myself. Mm. No, I, I, I think I have that Irish mentality of, there's a voice in the back of my head going, get up and fucking do something, do something. you lazy bollocks. Yeah. Look at you sitting yeah. there enjoying yeah. yourself. God, they're fucking, yeah. that has to be painted. That has to be cut. Yeah. And you, you start to nitpick. You go, yeah. maybe over here, yeah. I might have a look at, you know, and you you, you punish yourself. Yeah. I think. Oh, I was doing, she's like, you won't sit down. I was like, do you want a drink? Will I get the packet of crisps? Do you want something? Do you want something? <laughs> yeah. She's like, will you sit down? I was like, no, no, I get to join and she's like, fucking sit down. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah we we have to enjoy our fucking, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, we work hard enough for it and we and fucking that's the first put time work now. and effort that's, in. That's the first time I'd say I've enjoyed the garden, mm. you know. Good stuff, yeah. And I wouldn't, but I wouldn't do it on my own. Because <laughs> no, like you're be right. Like that, go, yeah. No, I'll just go and do that. Oh, sure, that needs to be done. I may have to. Yeah. <laughs> Neighbours are looking out going, look at that weirdo on his own sitting down doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. doing, staring doing off not- into the diff- distance. What's he doing? Is he peering into windows? Is he a pervert? Is he? He's a per- we'd better ring the <laughs> no, cops. He's not even. Sure. He's not even. <laughs> he's just fucking sitting there. Is he all right? Is he Is he alive? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was my morning in Aldi. Look for the special boys. Barbecue burst. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got my Enchroma glasses. Yes. Yes. They only arrived um, last night, so I couldn't uh, try them out. They're sunglasses. So, Enchroma glasses are for people who are colorblind. But, uh, no, no, no. I uh, I had a look at it last night, and they, they send you these patronizing multicolored balloons to blow up, you know, as if, you know, <laughs> now I can see colors, you know. <laughs> and uh, it said you have to wear them for at least 15 minutes for your eyes to adjust outside, obviously. So, mm. um, before we sat down to record a podcast, I sat outside in the garden. And? And I sat there with my sunglasses on. And... Yeah, I, I start to notice the difference, but it's more. I, I I don't know. Is it just an enhancement, or is it a um, is a rectifying mm. my red green deficiency? Mm. You know, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not fully convinced yet, but it does say it could take up to two weeks to get used to them. Oh, in Ireland, yeah, I don't yeah, think we get two yeah. weeks of sunshine, but you're like, yeah. however, um, I get them by next year. <laughs> <laughs> if I wear them for an hour every day, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I noticed the difference actually. I was looking at the kid's slide and there was red steps and a green slide. Mm. And I was looking at it and I was kind of taking off the glasses and I was putting them on, taking them off, put them on, just to see the comparison. Mm. And I do see an enhancement in it, definitely. So um, yeah, I'm just sticking up a, a picture of them on, on Facebook or Twitter yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. and see what people think. But mm. uh, yeah. But do they look cool as well? Like? Oh, they have nice sunglasses. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have like a blue a blue tint on them. Oh, you know? yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm happy Maybe middle age, but you're going gracefully. But you know something? <laughs> they kind of, they, when you look at them, they don't look like glasses that cost you nearly 250 euro. Mm. You know, mm. they look kind of, the frame is just very plasticky or something. And you're going, oh, right, oh, well, it's all the know. lens. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all the lens. That's it. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, but again, it's not a fashion statement. It's me trying to rectify my red-green deficiency. <laughs> so, um, 
And make a fashion yeah. statement. And, uh, well, if no. he can do it while making his fashion statement, well, you know, more the better. I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of smiles. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah they were, actually, they weren't even smiles. So there you oh, go. Yes. Smile. Let's give you a royal to counteract that smile. Um, mm. Fucking Vodafone. Oh, yeah. Um, do you know what pissed me off about Vodafone? I, I wanted I wanted to log in <laughs> to mm. get uh, my my bills statements for the um, the, yeah. the broadband. And uh, I didn't have, I wasn't set up for it. I was set up on a mobile, but not in a broadband. Got in touch with him and said, can mm. you set me up? Yeah, that's no problem. And he set me up. But the email address he set me up, he left one um, one letter out. So I now have to log in with the wrong email address every time. But the problem now is that if I try and log in on my laptop, it'll kick me out of the account and say we blocked your account get in touch with us to unlock it fuck fucking hell but if I if I log in on my phone it's fine yeah Twitter get on to him on Twitter ah no I'm call him out I'm not even going to slide, slide into the DMs yeah. because it'll be more work back and forth and try this and try this fuck mm. it I'll just do it to my phone but it was just annoying <laughs> it was just fucking annoying so that yeah. pissed me off um, yeah because you have a separate login for broadband and phone and then you have and fo- yeah. for mobile yeah, yeah. exactly but if you ring them up and put your number in at the start they know you have the two connected yeah. you know yeah. um, so anyway let's give you a smile um, last Saturday we we visited a place I'm not going to name it and I'll get into that now in a sec but we went to a place that had a lovely walk around and mm-hmm. we were told that um, oh there's a little um, there's a little hut that does coffee oh yeah mm. sure look we'll grab a coffee we'll go for a nice walk mm. we got there the place was place was busy it wasn't rammers but it was busy but what they were doing was <laughs> they were cooking food in their their proper kitchen in the restaurant and they were bringing it out through the hut (laughs) and Mm. they had loads of benches and tables and chairs set up outside and they were all fairly socially distanced and everything Mm. but (laughs) I found myself kind of walking through there going oh hold on for a second I don't think this is allowed Mm. I don't think you're allowed to dine outside. I don't think. And there was a load of people there. But, you know, for a split second, it kind of freaked me out a bit. Oh, yeah? It kind of made me feel, oh, oh, hold on. This this isn't right. And it's given me a lot of sympathy for people when we eventually get out of lockdown. Mm. of trying to readjust to a situation like that. Like, mm. I'm looking around going, fuck it. I, you know, I, I can't meet my family. I can't meet my friends. But I'm here with about 200 people. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But what made me smile was they did it right. And that's why I don't want to mention them. Mm. Because I don't want anybody squealing or giving out shit, yeah, snake yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Because I think they did it right. You know, all their... Um, their stuff was socially distant and you were outside it was a scorcher of a day it was about 16, 17 degrees mm. and you know they had hand sanitizers at all the tables and they were cleaning up and everything after them and although technically it wasn't right I thought fair play to them yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just you know some, it felt like normal mm. it just felt like the world was normal for them a couple of hours and we bumped into people we knew and we were chatting away to them and um, had a coffee and a donut and just sitting out in the sun the kids were running around having grey crack it was lovely it just felt like and it's not a whole lot to ask for is it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but it just felt like normal 
So I've been telling people about it, but I, I'm not going to say yeah, no, where it is on the good. podcast. Yeah, because hopefully. in fairness to them, they, um, I think they're doing it right. Yeah, that's it. If you're doing it right, it's the same with the fucking hairdressers and the barbers. Like mm. They did everything. Like You know, they did everything that was yeah, asked of them. Absolutely. The first time. Um, yeah. And supporters back in football stadiums. Last, they're back. They're last Sunday, back. there was. There oh, was, was 10,000 back in Wembley, yeah. Oh, wow. So that was good to see. Yeah, yeah. who was that? What was that match? Oh, it was a League Cup final. Um, oh. And yeah, there was just people. Some atmosphere. <laughs> um, Real atmosphere, like yeah. It was, you know, you you get so Wembley, used Wembley's to watching games with though. nobody. But yeah. funny enough, you thought that in this big, massive stadium, which mm. holds I don't know eighty thousand or something, mm, mm. you know, people will just disappear. But no, yeah. they they did it well. They put them in the quadrants and they put them. Um, you know, they didn't spread them out throughout eighty thousand seats with mm, ten thousand mm. people. You know, they you know the group. Uh, together as much as they could and you could hear a bit of atmosphere you know so that was was pretty cool Um, so yeah hopefully hopefully we'll be getting back to normal soon please God now this week we are straight talking money and the effects it can have on your mental health and giving us a look behind the scenes we're joined by financial advisor David Devine from Platinum Financial David started off by telling us that he got into finance during possibly the worst time back when the recession hit in 2008 Oh, that fun time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reality of that situation is if you can make it through that period and actually be half decent at what we did, it couldn't be the worst thing in the world. Mm. Be what was that like for people, dealing with dealing with people at that time, Dad? That's it. You know, you're, the whole premise of this show is a mental health issue. That's all you really were. Mm. Doing was having those conversations, trying to get people settled in their head and says, you know, it's going to be okay. Things will actually settle out. Could you say um, that with certainty though at the time or was it just bluffing and hoping for the best? That's what's bluffing. You hope yourself that it is going to be that way. Like it can't last. Mm. Like historically, historically, you look back over the decades and decades, hundreds of years, this happens. It happens regularly. It happens on cycles of seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. But the problem is none of us seem to learn from it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, what's it look like at the moment, David? Like, Are, are we in trouble? I don't think so. No, there's there's an inordinate amount of cash knocking about at the moment. People are saving a lot. Yeah, true. Prime one of our primary drivers of business here is mortgages. We've never seen such an uptake. Like we're with three hundred percent up on mortgage applications this year alone. Wow. So that's just what's, what's driving that? Then you think? Because I've I've a client that works in finance. He's a banker as well, and he's like he's like when the numbers are released, like, it's going to be probably the highest period for mortgages ever. Like it's insane. Yeah. What What do you think is it? Is that people aren't going out? They're not spending. They're at the stats this morning. I think it's like sixteen billion accidental savings sitting on cash accounts in Ireland. Yeah. But people that were probably planning fifteen of that is yours. Fifteen that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're not buying fucking lattes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that one. You know, don't buy a latte. Go back in your spends. Eat your, bring a lunch to work with you. That's bollocks. You have to live to and enjoy yourself. Yeah, well, truly. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's not that's not the crux of saving. It's it's more habits than that stuff. That's not going to change your world in terms of mm. how you deal with money. Yeah. I know Clarky and I have an agreement on this one. This entire system, the education system in Ireland is broken. Completely mm. broken. Mm. We know this, we've been in it, we've seen it on the inside out how broken it is. One of the fundamental problems that I find is just this is just dealing with people now on a day to day basis with finance. They haven't a bloody clue. Mm. You wonder why right. people have mental health issues around money. They don't understand it. The simple mechanisms of even opening a bank account are just alien to them. 
Do you, do you find with, you know, if you're, if you're working with, with couples, Dave, is there, is there a primary kind of money holder? Is there one that kind of drives it? Or, you know, obviously money is, it comes with a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of power, huge issues in relationships for people, you know, when you're, when you're looking at something, then what, what's the, what's the, can you remember what's the actual translation of mortgage? The mort is the same as, it's like debt, until yeah. debt or something yeah. like that. Yeah, until debt, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, making that investment for, for people, you know, it's huge and, and the toll that that takes. What does that look like when you're, when you're on the front line of that? I mean, are you, have you a couple's fighting? Have you... I, I don't know. I think it... You, I've never, I don't see fighting, per se, mm. but certainly when, when there's been kind of misappropriation, not misappropriation, but misspending or spending wrong or not looking after one's accounts. Like, mortgages are not difficult. They're easy to get if you follow the guidelines. Mm-hmm. All the bank wants to see is a six-month sh- snapshot of your life. If you could play ball and be clean as a whistle for those six months, have your no banks, direct debits, all your money there, and demonstrate that you have the ability to save and afford the mortgage. Not a bother. You're okay. Mm. You're not a bother. But then you get guys going off and Paddy's weekends throwing two or three hundred quid in a horse through their Paddy Power, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the, the Paddy Power app. Yeah. Paddy Power app, any of those Paddy Power apps, Anything in that Harris, space, yeah. uh, bounce direct debits, be it your fault or not, is it, that's a no-no. Like, that's just mm. dangerous on for anybody. And it's simple fix. Like, it is, it's just purely down to understanding what you need to do and having the discipline around being able to figure it out. Mm. But again, like, it's, a, it's a learned skill. And it's a skill that very, very few of us are ever, ever taught. Yeah. David, um, when uh, myself and Alan do the finances for our website or the podcast or whatever, every time I have to transfer money over, I, I put a little optional note in it that just says inflatable sex dolls. Uh, is that recommended <laughs> for when you go to your financial advisor looking for a mortgage? <laughs> we all have needs. <laughs> uh, no, I'm laughing because I've seen this last week. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had a client yeah, maybe two or three weeks ago now and transfer money to the husband, what she used to call him, on the <laughs> on the little note. <laughs> not for bank eyes, not for anybody's eyes, really. <laughs> <laughs> you have an underwriter sitting up on the lender's phone. Okay, that's interesting. It's five or six transactions to this particular Mr. Big Balls or whatever she calls him. <laughs> okay, can you explain them, please? <laughs> Reading out my fucking name, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was common knowledge, Jack. <laughs> you know, you said, Dave, you know, once, once, you know, a six month snapshot of your life, once that looks okay. But, you know, it's a hugely stressful time. So, where, where, where does the stress come from, do you think? You What's the source of this stress? And, and is that the ignorance again as we said I going back to the so, education yeah. system yeah, of, so. you know I, this, I, this is the stuff that should be taught in school yeah. these are the life so, skills that should it's be taught. so bad we have we've, we've numerous clients but obviously the one that sticks out we have a couple of bank officials as clients mm. it is it's terrifying <laughs> to think that people in specific situations and, and levels of management in banks in this country don't know the basics of how a mortgage works or how to even apply for one Mm. This is management level people. Like it's it's terrifying to think that that's what's running the country. But I think yeah. the banking system itself has been commoditized to the point that it's nearly like a McDonald's operation. You know, there's no real skill set there from anybody in there anymore. So you come in, that's your job. You're the teller, that's your job there. So it's it's 
piecing out like like the, like the workstation in McDonald's. You know, mm. you know how to do the burger, yeah. but you don't know how to do the rest of it. Because yeah. if we show you how to do the rest of it, we might leave us and go and do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Which is essentially what has happened, you know. So the world for for brokers essentially is changing massively. Brokers, brokers in their essence, well, there's old school brokers that are still just sales guys. They'll, still, they'll sell you something, whether you need it or not. They'll find a requirement to sell you something. Mm. The new thinking is the whole financial planning route, more holistic idea, looking at the client rather than the actual products requirement. And that's kind of, I think, where we're, where we're setting ourselves apart in terms of the mortgages. Like the, the mortgage conversation is it's probably the biggest trans- financial transaction that anybody would ever do in their lives. Yeah. Mm. You can understand the stress of that. Mm. You're, you're, you're looking at buying a house that's probably three, four hundred thousand euro. And Jesus, I probably never see three or four hundred thousand in my life. Yeah. Mm. Loan, you know, now, I, now I'm indebted to a bank who can turf me out at some point in the future or change it to another bank because something happens. Mm. So that's where a lot of stress is going, I think. Does, does any of do people sort of pass that on to you then, Dave? I mean, uh, oh, God, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, like, I, I'm tired of telling the powers that be in this industry that we need to have more than just the basic education requirements of minimum competency around product selling. We need to be able to talk to clients on a, like yourself, like you have, have that ability to have the conversation around the person themselves and what, what their drivers are and what the problems for them are. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a counselling portion of any financial um, programme. So it should be built in there. At, at least a module on some sort of basic yeah, communication some, skills. Some or... type of... Communication skills or counselling skills or something, because nine times out of ten, you're not you you, you know five minutes of the conversation is about the money. Mm. Mm-hmm. The other fifty-five minutes of the hour are about about them and how they got there and how how they're feeling stressed about this and geez, I have bad credit history because of this. Something happened in the past. How do we fix it? You know, it's, it, you're counselling throughout the entire process. Mm. And is is that stuff fixable? Because look, it is. I mean, it is money Absolutely. and it is it Everything is ignorance. Yeah. Everything is fixable. You know, the, 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 it's not fixable if you bury your head in the sand. Yeah. A lot of people, have... people would have had the ability to do that before. So, oh, it didn't happen. Stick your head in the sand. You know, ignore yeah. it. It'll go away. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the longer you leave it, the less chance you have of getting sorted. Are, are generally financial institutions are they understandable if you come to them? If, if yeah. you avoid them? If you avoid them, fucking... yeah. They're just going to dog you. They're going to hound you. But if you go to them, generally speaking, will the they have no issues. will you get a human? <laughs> that's it. This is the thing. You're dealing with a human being at the end of the day, anyway. Like they're they're there to do a job, and their job is to make sure that they either engage with you or get some type of a, a resolution to the problem. Yeah. If you're ignoring it, hiding from it, like it doesn't matter. You you can do that for so long. They just it catches up. Mm. You know, it does catch up, and that's I suppose that's a lot. From 08, go back to 08 again, 08, 9, 10, 11, we're still seeing fallout from that. Mm. Only now there are cases coming before the courts and so on about uh, repossessions of mortgages and so on. But they're only now happening. Mm. Like the legislation wasn't changed in Ireland with the insolvency until 2012, so it was four years after the massive mayhem before they even decided to do something about it. Mm. David, I've often seen on um, you know court cases that as long as, as you say, you're reaching out and saying to the bank, look, I can't pay a whole lot, but I can give you 100 quid a month or something. By the time it goes to court, the judge will uh, look at it in favour of you. Would you find that? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. It's not like you're, you're ignoring them. They made a concerted effort to, 
approach mm-hmm. it, deal with it, and come to some kind of agreement where it suits both parties. Yeah. If you ignore it completely, you yeah. know, you don't have a foot to stand on. Yeah, true. You know, if you've actively engaged with them, say, look, the reality is, you know, I lost a job or I had to take a cut in pay or whatever, you know, circumstances change. Everybody's circumstances yeah. change from there, up and down, mm-hmm. always. If you face it and talk to the people at the end of the day, there's never a problem. Yeah. Like bank, financial institutions and revenue. Like revenue, everybody has this terror of revenue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolute terror, but believe it or not, they're actually the easiest crew to deal with if you pick up the phone and talk to them. Mm. Right, they're actually pretty good to deal with, yeah. But it's is that not, though, is that not, Dave, and you know, I, I would definitely see it with clients as well, is that not a kind of carryover, though, from that our parents' generation of, you know, the tax man, the fear, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and their attitudes around money and, and how, that gets, yeah. how that gets passed on. But th- think about think about that generation. They're just the only saw generation before them who had reverence for every person of authority, priests, yeah. guards, whatever. Mm-hmm. There was terror. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but your yeah. bank your bank manager was was like a, up there on a pedestal. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where, I honestly don't know where it came from. I think we started breaking that long ago. <laughs> well, I think we've kind of touched on it before, and that that colonial inferiority complex. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and, yeah. The, and people in the position of power. I remember remember having a conversation with someone before was a couple of years ago, and they were saying, "Oh, now and his his friend to be a bit, uh, you know, be a bank manager." I was like, "And what?" No. <laughs> yeah, you know, and another another part. <laughs> mate's a fucking financial planner. Me other mate's a detective. My this mate's a that. This mate's a that. Yeah. but it's again, public, it's that public it's that service reverence. workers. Yeah, yeah, public sector workers. You know, they work for us. Yeah, but the teachers, the as I said, the doctors, the guards, the you know, the the bank manager, these these were held in esteem. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, the, yeah. Genera- the generation prior to our folks, so they would have got yeah. the tail end of that, and then there yeah, slight changes along the way. Mm-hmm. I think it came, it came kind of after the eighties, the early nineties, when this money started to come into the system. I think, yeah, I think the nineties changed. Would you would you see that when oh, the, when the money started to trickle completely, in the nineties? Completely, mm-hmm. completely. Well, see, I, we were in it. Yeah, so we're yeah. In the back of it. My, my mom and dad had a couple of businesses, like so. We were stuck in the middle of it all the time. Like, we had no choice. Mm. Money was part of daily life. There's nothing we could do about it. But not, it wasn't ours. It was money coming into paper stuff and over the dunes mm. and everything else. But you saw money, you handled it. So it was wasn't it wasn't something we feared. Was that was that though a kind of a big misconception though, Dave? That oh, you have, to have a shop. You must have you must have loads of money. Like oh, mm-hmm. you still get that. You own a business. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just you're loaded. Oh, you're a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. 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 Staff, staff are doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the, what's, what's the stresses of that like, Dave? As someone that's, that's you know, been in various different businesses, what, what's that like? You know, with staff, with finances, with... Oh, God. You know, you know my background, like all the various businesses and mm-hmm. companies I was involved in. They were just... They were... They were Businesses that you could work away at. This is so regulated, so tightly regulated. Central bank is watching every move you make. Revenue watches every move you make. Uh, from one from one side, it's fantastic because the barrier to entry is so high that there's very few people who actually would bother actually to get into it. The other side, then, so tightly regulated, you kind of have to wonder half the time: is it is it business prevention or is it you know business retention half the time? Mm-hmm. Sta- yeah, staff. Look, staff is always a problem. In any business, trying to find people that actually know what they're doing. We've gone through quite a number of them in the last year. We're very lucky. We found a couple of good guys that are with us and stay with us. But 
in general, like you're, you're, we're going to see a slew of this coming onto the market shortly now as well with the likes of KBC closing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to bank closing, a lot of guys knocking into the marketplace now with QFAs who really have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Just a quick one, David, for anybody who has an account with KBC or um, a mortgage with them or anything like that, what would you recommend or who would you recommend switching to? Because I think KBC the, the are huge was, in this country. Yeah, the, the initial idea was anybody that kind of came out of Ulster was to go to KPC and they were opening up their arms to allow people in. Then they decided to pull the plug as well. It's hard to know. Um, what have you got left? you got AIB, Bank of Ireland. Bank of Ireland, KSB. Yeah. I think KSB uh, are probably the one to watch. Okay. I've, I've, I know a lot of guys in there that have gone from various positions in AIB and took over there. So they're, they're moving in the right direction as a bank should be. Okay. But eventually starting to wake up. Like only like COVID really gave them the kick up the arse this year. Like for up to now, there was no way of using that would pay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that fast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about credit unions, David? Would credit unions be worth looking into? They're the same. They're all banks now. They're all regulated by central banks. Mm. So, you know, there are some of them that have gone more into the banking sphere that are doing the mortgages. But you know, again, if you could get a mortgage in there, good luck. You're probably paying five percent. Yeah. Wow. They're hefty. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're the they're the fallbacks from the mainstream. Hmm. If you don't qualify in the mainstream or you're trying to do a council purchase or something like that, people tend to just go to the credit unions and have a chat there. But look, you pay for it. You pay for what you get in there. Yeah, true. They're good organizations. They're good, absolutely great organizations. Jesus, they, mm. they were the backbone of finance in Ireland here for the last 20 or 30 years. True. There's been many, many a person in Ireland would never have seen a holiday without them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. yeah. Yeah. Or an extension. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New car. Yeah. New car. Yeah. Holiday. Yeah. Following Ireland around to the Euros. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I look, we're, we're, we're grossly underserviced here by banking systems, by the banking system. Mm. You go across across the border even to the north and, and, and over the sea to the UK. I think they've got something like 140, 150 different mortgage lenders. I know the population is much larger than we mm. have, but that's still just doesn't justify. How many's in Ireland? How many in Ireland? KBC are leaving. Ulster are leaving. Not not straight away. They're still taking the business, but they are moving out of the market. So you've got AIB, Haven, and EBS, which are all the same. They're one mm-hmm. company. So if you go into any one of them, you're still dealing with the same underwriter. Mm-hmm. Bank of Ireland directly. Finance Ireland, ICS mortgages. And the new new guys, Avant Money. So you have a handful. You have five. Essentially, oh, yeah. four or five lenders, yeah. yeah. Wow. In a marketplace of what? Four million plus. Mm. And, a, and a drawdown. I think the last drawdown figures for last, was it last year or the year before, like 30 billion mortgages drawn down. In Ireland? Oh. Annually. I, I yeah. can't remember these states. I, I was looking at the statistics on it there last year, but it's just insane. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, and majority of that was all through the banking channels themselves. But the brokers really weren't getting the look in. Mm-hmm. I think people have woke up; they're changing their perception. Like I don't think up to now it was kind of, oh, the bank have to go to the bank. The bank's going to be the guys to do it. Mm-hmm. What 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 will a broker do for you? What's different from well, with a broker? Good, a good broker is is there for you. They're working for you. They don't work for the bank. Yeah. The job is to find what's the best fit for this guy and and figure out how do you fit into what they're looking for. Mm. every so, bank or every lender has their own criteria as to how you qualify for it you know so mm. we understand you we know the nuances yeah 
yeah, being able to wrap and pack that and put a cover letter on that makes it look appealing to a, an underwriter. If somebody walks into you now, David, and says, look, um, I haven't saved, or I don't have savings, and you know, this is the job I do, and uh, I'd like to get a mortgage or whatever, and I'd like to save for the future, or pensions, blah, blah, blah. Is that what you do? You'd set them up yourself, is it? Yep. I would have a lot of, a lot of inquiries. We have a website there as well, Platinum Mortgages website. It's the online application process. We get a lot of queries in through that. Mm. On the back of that, there'll be a lot. A lot comes in. A lot of people put their details in anyway and have a go, and they, they know they're not ready, but they want to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. So they get through to myself or Dave Dunn here is my my mortgage guy. Like just on the phone. Okay, what's the story? Let's see where you are. And it's a case of okay, you're not ready now, but you will be in six, twelve months, whatever it is. And here's okay. how you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Here's how you do it. So you're essentially getting a little roadmap. If you're not ready now, you have a little roadmap as to where you have to go. And we would have a lot of repeat guys coming back in because of that. They've, you've given them the guidance. Mm. You've given them the details that they need to know. And you walk into a bank and say yes or no. That's it. There's no, there's no yeah. guidance. You either qualify, you don't. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it is a daunting experience for people and Dave. So, but I mean, you're used to people coming in with with that, not knowing, absolutely ignorant. Because yeah. as we've said, you know, going through the school system, you come out of it and you haven't got a fucking clue about. Mm-hmm. about yeah, but look at our parents. Does any of our parents know about money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's that's, that's a huge thing. My folks own businesses. They still don't. They still haven't a clue about how money works. <laughs> <laughs> have, have as much of it as you can. That's yeah. That was about it. Yeah, but yeah. how to hold on to it and actually yeah, but again, for you, you know, I suppose to get into the to get into the psychology of a site <clears> like that, you know, the attitude of parents towards money and what you know what what we're brought up with, you know, and was it a case that. You know, your father went out, your you know, he handled all the money or he worked and he handed over all the money and the mother handled this and you know, and that influences You know, you know my mum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think she'd let anything do anybody do anything other than herself? <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is a big thing though for people of because those attitudes that have been brought up with around money, you know, of either if it's something like, you know, money is the root of all evil or you know all these things. I never, I never got that. I yeah. never got that. I still don't believe that. money. Money is only a tool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You forget about money as as an entity. It's not an entity. It's a bloody tool. All it does is give you choices. The more you have of it, the more choices you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the choices you make that determine who you are and what you're about. Yeah. It's what you do with it that's evil. <laughs> what you do with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think a lot of that then as well of, you know, being heavily influenced by the church mentalities like that, like, you know, mm. you know, and give it away and give it to us. And, you know, yeah. where, where I, are they? Where are they now? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember. Have you, seen, have you seen any of the priests or any of the, the local people that were involved in any of the churches knocking at the doors going, how is everybody? Is all right mm-hmm. in this time of trouble? It wouldn't my, take- wife, my wife said it to me because we have a local community in Kilmechanic and I was quite, quite close knit. I haven't seen the priest out on the street and say in about a year, you know. But they'd be the first ones knocking, looking for money now when it comes around to the plates, have plates hanging out. Mm. I've always known such a valid point. Ago. I couldn't. I never copped to myself as a reader. Couldn't mm. give shit anyway. Either way. <laughs> but you know, funny enough, you mentioned Alan about um, you know you kind of get that from your parents as well, though uh, your mm. finance. So. Um, you know, you might, and, and there's an inferiority complex around money as well. Like you have to find the cheapest product. 
you have to find the cheapest thing and scrounge around for the cheapest thing because we need to put money aside for the unknown and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's also there's also a shame around money nearly as well. Like, oh look at your man with the new car. You know, where are you going mm-hmm. with your new car? Oh, you must be yeah. quids. What's that cost? I was. I'll show the bank's not mine. The bank owns it. Mm. You're back. You're back to the Irish psyche. The big exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. You go. You go to the UK. You go to the states. It's not a case of oh, jeez, look at your man coming here in his big flash car. This he's an arsehole. Mm. You know, no, 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 not like that at all. They did come over and go, well done. How did you? How did you get? Absolutely. What did you do to get to this point? You know, yeah, how yeah. can I learn how to do it? Yeah. 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 That scene in Wolf of Wall Street where your man comes in and says, "What do you do?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want, I want to do what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can be grudgery. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah. you know. I grew up in Kildare. I couldn't open a business in Kildare. Mm. <laughs> you don't. Nobody wants to support you. Yeah. When it's out to money, money or personal details, you will not get anybody you know that wants yeah. to talk to you. Is your job in general, David? Is it is it a stressful job? Like, how does that? Take a toll on your on your mental health. Uh, it's time consuming. Yes, is okay. it stressful? Running a business is stressful. The job itself is not. The job is meeting people and, and helping them find solutions to their problems. But that's that's worth getting up to every day. Like, it's not I know any, any of my guys here. Like, we've had this discussion numerous times. We, we, we open at half nine. We close at half five. There's nobody here at half nine. Yeah. There's nobody leaves here till six half six mostly. I can't get them yeah. out of place. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, I can't, they don't leave because they're doing stuff that matters. Yeah, which is nice. To, it's nice to think that they were actually doing stuff that helps people. Yeah. Um, the stress, yeah, the stress is running. You know, particularly mm. last year when you've six six months of lockdown, essentially with no drawdowns of mortgages. So there's yeah. six months of income that's just tr- not disappeared, but dried up for a period. Yeah. Managing managing that cash flow and trying to figure out how the hell do we pay everybody is a nightmare. What's we that like, Dave? What was that like to go through to go through that last year? Oh, what, what, what was what impact yeah. did that have on you? That's tough. That's tough because you're responsible for a lot of people. Then you know, you're responsible for people's incomes, people's family lives. Mm. You're looking at the accounts, going, "Okay, there's lots here. I can see it. There's there's a huge pipeline of business, but we can't get our hands on it till July, August, September, whenever this shit lifts again." Mm. And even at that, it's going to be a struggle to get it through because it's just the nature of the game. Like a mortgage in its essence takes anywhere between kind of three months to nine months. It's a long time waiting to get paid. Yeah, got a lot of work done on the front end. And what's you know, obviously on a on a mental health podcast, what what advice would you give to people from a financial side to? to help with their mental health and manage their health, mental health around money, around finances. I said, what, what money gives us? And, you know, without it, it's quite stressful. And what, what, what would you advise for people? To kind of get that stress out of your head, start with a simple, simple budget. Figure out what you have coming in, what's going out. Mm-hmm. If you're spending more than it's coming in, there's a source of your mental health problems. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, you know, most people don't even know what's coming in. They're living paycheck to paycheck. They don't know what's coming the next week. They don't know what's hitting them. They don't have any emergency savings made up. Nothing. Mm. The first thing when we're doing, we're doing a planning exercise with clients here. The first thing is, okay, let's see where you are. This is coming in. This is what's here. There's nothing in place. Right. If you've got kids, number one thing, get rid of stress. If you have children, get life cover. Get it immediately. That's you. That's done. You've, your obligation to your family then financially is sorted for 
15, 20 quid a month, job done. Get that out of the way. Next mm-hmm. piece, right, have what? What am I taking in? Say you're taking in two grand a month. That's your income. You need six to six to twelve K sitting in the savings account somewhere, which is your three to six month savings of your salary. All shit hits the fan, you're out of work. You're gonna find something hopefully in six months' time. You would imagine. Mm. It gives you that buffer of being able to make those decisions, or if something goes wrong, the car breaks down. Mm-hmm. If you're on that type of salary, the car breaks down, it's gonna be what, five, six hundred quid, easy. Where do you find that? Yeah, no, no, no. Mm. loans? Yeah. Fourteen hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a little, just discipline and understanding the simple things and that the simple the simplicity is understanding your budget. What's going in, what's going out. Yeah. If I'm spending too much somewhere, how can I change that? I mean, everybody can save money. Mm. Guarantee you, you look through all your bills, your 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 insurances, your your lights, your heating, your your fuel, your your groceries, anything. There's there's definitely money to be shaved out there. Switch or switch suppliers or switch, switch mortgages. I swear to God, switching a mortgage. If you're four or five years into a mortgage, you can guarantee you probably save yourself fifty or sixty grand in the long run. Wow, Jesus! Easily, and we've run numbers on this multiple times, and it always comes back in the in the high tens of thousands. Mm. And what, what, what is your that people are just afraid? Is it? Yeah, it's, it's apathy. Yeah, yeah. Same as fuck it, or I just stick with the car insurance. That's it, yeah. Couldn't be arsed with the, with oh, the hassle geez, trying to get something I, Have I to work? I have to do something. I have to get paper together. and mm, yeah, yeah. a document. Ah, oh, fuck it, you're leaving. Sorry. I don't yeah, mind. Yeah. I pay the extra 500 quid a month. Be all right. Mm-hmm. So get a budget together. You get a look at what's going in, what's going out. Yeah. And in terms of... There are tons of tools online, even consumer, CCR, consumer, consumer website, consumer... Jeez. Oh, CCPC. Yeah. Yeah, CC, CCPC website has a good budget to it, just to start out. Mm. Mm. And then in terms of for anyone... millions of them on your iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're with AIB, I think they have one in the in the app. Mm. Revolut allow you to do all sorts of pockets within it. So, you know, mm. start getting used to segmenting out what's for what. Understand what's yeah. coming in. Understanding what's coming in is the key. And what's going out on the other side? Like most people are just living beyond most of the time. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really become evident until down the track. It's not something you see straight away. It's just, oh, sorry, next week, next month, mm. I'm getting paid next week. Tuppence in your, in your yeah. pocket at the moment. Living for the wages. And the benefit then of talking to someone like yourself or a mortgage broker is how can we make this happen for you? Yeah. You know, you're, you're there to help them and go, this is what you're going to need. You know, this, this is what we can put together. Um, and depend, you're used you're the, used to people not having a clue coming in and okay, there's no there's no embarrassment there's no 99% yeah and the ones that do come in with a clue generally don't either <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, complicated oh yeah I was looking at the I was looking at uh, at the website there and I saw that the markets were up X, Y, Z and I wanted to invest uh, 3 million into Bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's a good plan go for it you got three million already fair play to you clearly <laughs> <laughs> don't need any more don't need any more so that was straight talking money we hope you like what you heard so give us a rating subscribe to the podcast or you can leave a comment if you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast by all means share it with them stick it on your social media pages because it could make a big difference in their lives of course as well as that as, as we were saying earlier we'd love to hear from you if you want to get in touch or if there's a, and a topic you want 
want us to discuss or you've got mm. a story to tell let us know hello at stmhpodcast.com get us on Twitter at SCRA Talking Pod we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram as well big shout out to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music cool little beats at the start and at the end you can get more of him on Facebook at FOB Beats and big shout out to Aideen from digitaldesignlab.ie for all our cool graphics and our social media stuff as well it makes us look really snazzy so last word with David understand your numbers I think Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what income you're on what job you're in what business you're in like, I, 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 can tell, I can show you guys that are on minimum wage that have a better living standard than guys earning 100 grand just by knowing what they have and understanding yeah. that the money's in your cloth <laughs> that's it yeah you see a lot of these guys what happens is the, the, the lifestyle creep starts coming in the more money people make more money, more no. problems. Biggie more said money. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking next door. Well, look, that fucker's have to buy the Tesla. You have to have a Tesla there. Mm. Or, you know, that's what happens. You know, you don't need it. Your, your bloody BMW is perfectly good for another 10 years. What's mm. this necessity, you know? This yeah, yeah. number plate shit that goes on in Ireland. Yeah. So, you know, they've made it worse now with this 131141 rubbish. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Bring, you know, the, the Irish government, are, they're silly. You bring in the system in England where you have your personalised plates, charge your mm. for them. Yeah, yeah. You have have less issues on the road, I can tell you. Understand your numbers, I think. Mental health. Mental health. Mental health.